Ah, be quiet. What up, my guy? What's up? What's up? Hey, did you see Luca do do his thing? Hold on, give me one second, bro. Man, he named this joke. <laughs> I'm crying. Call me Brown Special. <laughs> Hell yeah, I got, I got, I got to talk about it, baby. This dude is so entertaining, man. So entertaining. <laughs> but, but I'm so disappointed. Like you, you, you know, Kwame Brown. You know, I know Kwame, but I, 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 I haven't really paid attention to that situation. <laughs> Bro, so I'm like, if you get a chance, if you get a chance. Whoa, 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 don't do that. Wait. Um, if you don't those were for you. Um, if you get a chance. <laughs> yo, yo, watch holy. Like he went off on I mean on everybody. Like he spread everything, everybody, like um yo. If you see how how he talks, you will be like, where was that at when you were in the NBA? Like, where was that at? Because the way that he talks doesn't match with the way that he played. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he's talking greasy. And he's making some very valid points, right? But I'm still stuck on, like, where was that at when you were at the Wizards, at the Lakers, and at the Clippers? Like, where was that bravado? Where was that, you know what I'm saying, logical sense and putting your words together and just roasting motherfuckers? Like, where was that at, bro? But let me let me kind of put you on game, right? So there was an episode on that um, – the all the smoke podcast, right? And mm-hmm. you know Matt Barnes is kind of re- related to Gilbert Arenas because they both had babies by sisters, right? Okay. So you know, like they talking and you know all the smoke trying to go back through like how how you became a uh, NBA players and they just go through your um your NBA career then after, right? So. They they were asking them what's up with the wizard uh, situation, and that's like near dear to my heart. Like Gilbert Arenas is like my superhero, you know what I'm saying, basketball wise. Because when he came in, he was like a revelation, you know what I'm saying. Because I didn't I didn't smile until he came in. I mean, I had spurts with 
Rock Strickland. I was really smiling with um, Jawan Howard, Chris Weber, Tim Legler, um, George Mershon, like those motherfuckers. But they were playing when Michael Jordan came back for the second time. You know what I'm saying? So Gilbert Arenas was talking about when Jordan took over the team and he kind of drafted Kwame Brown, but he wanted to trade Kwame Brown for Elton Brand. But the Bulls, was he, no, was he with with the Clippers? I I think he was, I think, I think Elton Brand went to the Clippers, right? And, um, yeah. Uh, the Clippers was like, hell no, nah, we suck. <laughs> We're trying to keep everybody that we got, right? So you know how Jordan it is, man. And, and what Gilbert Arena said made perfect sense. You 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 get drafted by your idol, right? But you only know Jordan from what you see on TV. Now, the last dance showed how really Jordan was. He was just an asshole. And he will come. He he will fucking drive you to the wall. So if you have a, if you're a 17 year old kid and you're just wide eyed country, and you actually meet this motherfucker, you like he will like drive your whole confidence down. Because I always felt like Bobby Brown had no confidence. I'm like, please have some confidence because he he had the size, he had the skill. Like he he will show flashes, like oh shit, like this motherfucker might be good, but then he'll have a turnover. Then he'll like miss an easy lay- layup, or e- easy dunk. He he's not fully engaged in the game and shit. So what Gilbert Arenas was talking about was that exactly, like yo, Jordan sucked his confidence out, and that's why he didn't really pan out. And Gilbert Arenas was like, well, I feel sorry for a homie, right? Now, the episode prior, they were talking to Jeannie Buss, right? And they were, mm-hmm. um, Jeannie Buss was talking about the trade between uh, L.A. and Memphis when they got Powell, right? And they said, uh, who she said that, that she traded with um, Kwame Brown? It was Kwame Brown somebody. in the draft pick. I think it was a draft pick because yeah, I remember... Yeah. I remember watching ESPN News and Stephen A. Smith went on his rant. He was like, Kwame uh-huh. Brown, the city of L.A. should be doing a parade. <laughs> that, that man is gone. <laughs> so I kind of I kind of got caught up. So I know where you're at right, <laughs> with right. the story. Right. With so the story. so uh, when Jeannie Buss was like, yeah, we he drafted, we we gave him a draft pick. <laughs> and Stephen Jackson was like, you gave him a draft pick. So Stephen Jackson was throwing salt like he sucked. Don't call him a player because he didn't pan out. <laughs> See what <Right>. Jason was. <laughs> he, he when I tell you, look, when I tell you, Kwame Brown, I, I guess that that was the fucking straw that broke the camel's back. Because that man went on. I think he has a two-hour YouTube rant. He has a 36 minutes. He has a, I, I mean, he goes in on Matt Barnes. I mean, he goes in on Matt Barnes hard. Like, you got your bitch took him by your team teammate. You still pay for his get. I mean, he goes on. He goes in on Steven Jackson saying, you trying to be a, a, 
a basketball player and a gang member. Now you're a fake act- activist. And I mean, he goes and on Give It the Readers, call him the whitest, blackest man he ever seen. He goes in on Stephen A. He said, man, I should smack the hairline back to him. <laughs> <laughs> but this is all late. Like, this is all too late. Where was the that's, energy when listen, in 01? That's, listen, that's what I'm saying. Like, I appreciate it that he's standing up for and for himself because, bruh, I am a wizard fan. I never heard him speak. Like, I never heard him speak. Not even the press conference. In the press conference, he was like, yes, no, yes, sir, no, sir. And that was it. It wasn't like, well, let me uh, elaborate. None of that. This is the first time. I'm like, who is this guy? So, you you know when when, when you never heard some somebody's voice, right? Mm-hmm. And you actually hear the voice, and, and that shit so surprises you. Like this little guy got hacked, and he he talked, man. He was real nick niggerish. You know what I'm saying? So he's going in. My thing is, why now? And you know, a, a lot of people was like, yeah, he made a lot of money. Y'all should leave him alone, and not on this, and not on that. Like, yeah, that's cool, right? <laughs> But if you think about it, something really hurt his feelings. Because, you know, Kwame Brown was like a bunch of jokes. Especially us. For a us while. DMV, we like, yo, give us our money back. Because we paid you a lot of money for you to average eight, three, and four. This dude was 6'11", 270. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he could shoot. Like, that that was our thing. Like, when they, they were showing his, his highlights, like, that boy was, you know what I'm saying? No back to, to the basket. He was Anthony Davis before Anthony Davis. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was the truth in high school. When he came to the NBA, Jordan beat him down. Then he went to Kobe. Kobe beat him down. So, like, but now he grew a pair. He's going after them, right? And I'm just like, where was all that it, it energy when you, you were making all that money? Right? And the only thing I don't re- re- respect about what he said, because he said a lot of things valid, but he said, you turn up a black man. I could kind of see that, but I could also see it in like a basketball um, talk because to me, Taryn, you now say that you lost that life. No, motherfucker, you won. You got, <laughs> you made $64 million in your career, in your 12-year career. You made 12 64- years? Hold on, time out. That man played 12 years? Oh, yeah. yeah. Bro, I thought he was out the league after Kobe. Like, this was, no, this was my take on, still, on Kwame. He was, and this uh, is why I feel like the NBA stopped the little high school transition to the NBA. I, I really think it's because of Kwame. A lot did. of people felt like it was like it's because of Sebastian Telfair, but Sebastian Telfair had a pretty decent career. I mean, it wasn't like how everybody expected it to be, but Kwame Brown was the bust of all busts. 
people keep saying, uh, what's the kid name from UNLV? Uh that got drafted with it in the MB class, the number one pick. What's his name? Oh, man, I forgot the kid's name. But Bennett, Anthony Bennett. People think Anthony Bennett oh, and Anthony. Greg Older. Yo, um, no, no. Kwame has to be the, the worst bus ever because expectations was high. Like, Jordan was coming out. What I remember was Jordan was coming out to, to watch the kid play. Like, I already was really dominant in high school. But it's like as soon as he got into the league, he forgot how to play basketball. He didn't have a post move he could remember. He didn't have any counter moves to the one post move that he knew. Um, in Washington, he was a struggle. I mean, you can kind of blame that on Jordan. So, you know, people, you know how people be like, well, you know, maybe it's just that environment that he's in. Maybe if we, like, take him to L.A., put him under the wing of Kobe, he'll play better. He played worse. <laughs> the numbers declined. So, I really blame Kwame for the, for the reason why we don't have that transition. Like, those – because there's a bunch of guys – yeah. There's a bunch of kids where, like, you look at, like, Zion is one of those guys that I always look yeah, at and be like, yeah, Zion. yo, Zion wasted time at Duke. Uh, maybe yeah, Austin yeah. Rivers is another guy, too, because yeah. Austin Rivers, Kyrie Irving, those are the guys that wasted a year at, at, Duke. at Duke. Yeah, they did. So, Kwame the, the sole reason why. But, for like you said, for him to have all this energy now doesn't make any sense because he's like 21 years late. <laughs> like, nobody gives a damn yo, about you. the same age, yo. Like, Bro. I was the same age when he got dra- drafted. And when, when when I tell you, like, just just to let you know how, like, the en- energy was in the si- si- city, all right? So um, we went from the Bullets to the Wizards, right? We got Rod Strickland. And bunch of nobodies, right? But then we drafted Kwame Brown and Rip Hamilton. So I'm, I'm like, oh shit, we 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 got a point guard, we have a bona fide shooting guard, and we have like a center slash powerful. Like, bro, we we were so energized. We were like, oh my god, we're 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 gonna be where we were with. Um, hold on, bro. Let's play this message before 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 they fall up. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on? Kwame Brown. I don't think he really was a bus bus like that because he played twelve years. What what bus played twelve years and make over sixty some million dollars? He wasn't to expectation, but I, I, I wouldn't call him a bust. He made it to the pros and played 12 years. You ain't no bust if you in the pros for 12 years. You're not a bust. He just went number one, so the expectation was a little bit higher, but I wouldn't call him a bust. But that's the thing, though, too. Like, wh- what defines a bust? Because if you if you get drafted number one, your expectation is oh, almost to become, a, yeah, it's, it's to become a Hall of Famer. I mean, it's not his fault. Like Mr. Detroit said, like shout out to Mr. Detroit in the building, by the way. Like, with with the number one pick comes high expectations. Like, think about number one picks, LeBron, Hall of Fame career. Like, if we go down, I'm I'm about to find out the list. So go ahead, back to what you said. Hakeem Lawaja. I'm I'm gonna find the list of the last twenty players drafted number one. I I think Shaq, Hakeem, um, Yao, LeBron, AI, um. Mm. Who else was a Hall of Famer that that went number one? Uh, 
Anthony Davis, he I I I guess you could say he's on. I don't think way. I don't think AD won one though. Oh, let's see. All no, right. no, no. Anthony went number one. AD All went right, so number one. I got the list for you, bro. We're gonna start in the nineties. Right. So we got Derek Coleman in the 90, 90 Larry Johnson ninety one. Shaq 92, Chris Webber 93, Glenn Robinson 94, Joe Smith 95, AI 96, Tim Duncan 97, 98, Michael Olowa Candy 99, Elton Brand 2000, Kenyon Martin 01, Kwame Brown 2002, Yao Ming 03, LeBron 04, Dwight 05, Andrew Brogett Andrew Bargnani 06, Greg Onan 07, Rose 2008, Blake Griffin, 2009, John Wall, 2010, Kyrie Irving, 2011, Anthony Davis, 2012, Anthony Bennett, the bust of the century, 2013, A. Wiggins, 2014, Carl Anthony Towns, 2015, Simmons, 16, Markel Fultz, who also in that category of bust, we can get into that as well, Aiden, 18, Zion, 19, and Anthony Edwards, 2020. So it's very hot. It's more likely that you're going to get. Somebody that's not going to pan out, <laughs> more likely than you're going to get somebody that. Somebody, but 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 when you list it from '91 to like '04, I could name like seven Hall of Famers: AI, Tim, Shaq, um, Yao Ming, Yao Ming, LeBron, Dwight Howard, you know, Dwight. Like like I could like I'm like okay, he's a Hall of he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Right. So like I'm not saying that he's he's a bust as far as like um skill. He had skill. He showed I didn't see the skill. I didn't see the oh, skill. Oh, I see the skill. Like like I don't watch him in no wizard game. <laughs> I think when he went to the Lakers, like his shit was done. Yeah, because like, you're a little older than me. So I remember him more so on the Lakers than the Wizards. Like, yeah, no. Like the Wizards before he 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 got beat all the way down. You could see flashes like here and there, like like a bucket here and a bucket there. You know, like, oh shit, like this motherfucker is fast, he's nimble, he he can get to, to to the basket. But as soon as you see that flash, you'll see see him do a dumb turnover. He couldn't even catch a ball during the pick and roll. You know what I'm saying? He will like halfway dunk, but but try to do a layup like you will see so much shit that you'll be like, yo, why did we pick them number one overall? And we had Elton Brand, like, bro, that class was not as stacked as the 04, but it was still kind of stacked. Like, we could have got Tyson Chandler. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? We could have got Eddie Curry. He, even though he didn't pan out all the way through, Eddie Curry was a monster for like three years. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, but my thing is, is with that, with that energy that he has now, calling people boys, fuck boys, <laughs> Becky with, with the good, good hair, bitch ass, it, it, it words. I'm like, where was that energy? Where, Bro, this where, is the thing now. Back then, it was no social media. Now, social media gives like nerds platforms. Like, yo, these, it be these guys that that won't say nothing to you face to face, but could hide behind a video camera now. Or hide behind Twitter and talk shit, bro. Like this generation is scary, bro. Like it's scary. Like the guys that you don't think that would talk to you was talking shit. Like that's what I'm saying. Like he's 21 years late, bro. I was wondering. I'm like, why is this nigga trending? Like, what? Kwame Brown hasn't been in the league for years. Why the fuck is this nigga Yo. trending in the playoffs? 
Like we not we not even talking about the overtime game that happened today between the Bucks, Bucks and, and Heat. We talk about Kwame Brown, bro. Like that, that goes to show you, like that goes to show you the NBA right there, man. That goes to show you. Oh, that boy woke up and chose violence, though. That's what I'm saying. Like this stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. Let's get to these. Let's get to these three messages, though. As now we getting the people in the room. So shout out to everybody, man. Special Saturday edition. Brooklyn Nets in the building. So let's go. Okay, why nobody don't be on Anthony Bennett like that? Well, he was like in the league for like two or three years, or maybe that long. He had a cup of coffee in the league, and nobody don't talk about him being a buzz. Now he a buzz. He was number one. Nobody talk about him though. Because he didn't last as long as Kwame. That's why he the real bust. Anthony Bennett should have never been drafted that high. I think both of us can agree on that. Because I I was extremely shocked that he was drafted that high. Especially with a guy like Nerlens, who you've seen the potential at Kentucky. I know he tore his ACL that year against Florida. But you saw the potential in Nerlens. You can even see it now in New York. Even though he isn't the same player, but... You know, New York, when Mitchell Robinson got down, I was a little nervous, but Merlis came in and filled the roles of the center. He's a great rim protector. So that goes to show you that the draft isn't an exact science. Like, a lot of people want to tank. A lot of Philadelphia 76ers want to tank and, and try to get talent. But the chances of you getting talent is very rare. It is. They uh they gambled, like, three or four seasons and drafted – uh, what was his name? Uh, Okafor, right? Okafor, who didn't ban out in the league. Okafor, they drafted Fultz, and they they got lucky with drugs and me. But we got two more in the queue, so I'm going to go ahead and pop these bubbles. Man, Kwame Brown was still quiet. He didn't start on them. They started on him first. He was he still been quiet, not talking about nobody. It started on that Up and Smoke podcast with Becky with the good hair and, and Jack Stack. I hate, I hate that show. I hate them guys anyway before this. But they started all this. Then Charlemagne the God, Stephen A, Shannon Sharp. And everybody started going in. So he went. It only could take so much. He was quiet. They started on him. I, I, I agree with that. I, I ain't mad at that take. But you know how these coffee morning shows are with first thing first and first take and all these Shannon Sharp shows like no you need you need content for whatever reason you know they're gonna come from Kwame but Kwame should have still stayed quiet because at the end of the day he was quiet for 21 years what difference does it make now for you to come back when we needed this energy back in 01 02 03 04 Wicked said he saw a play it and watched it I seen a horrible Kwame Brown in LA so I would have just kept quiet, but I guess, like I said, these new age guys, or not even these new age guys to say because Kwame's a little older, but I guess these guys who don't think they have a voice, social media gives them a platform to be to be something that they're not, as, you know, Brooklyn listen, and Boston just tipped listen, off. Listen, listen. Um, not right now. Listen. Um, not right now. So... Um, when it really started, like, like, like when the very first popped off, he was at 7,659 followers, right? On Instagram, I waited like two days. I look back, that motherfucker got 
Highest point total was in Washington in 03. He averaged 10 points, five rebounds, and 0. 0.7, 0. 0.7 assists. Um, yeah, this man, <laughs> this man was horrible. Philly, he averaged one point a game. Golden State, he averaged six. Like, I, I agree 100 percent what you said. Like, he's a butt. Like, overall, from if you. If, to be the number one pick, I feel like you need to at least average 15 to 20 for you not to be considered a bust. I mean, we expect they guys like LeBron, Jason Tatum, but like you said, with these numbers, he's almost an undrafted free agent. Somebody that should have had a cup of coffee overseas. He shouldn't have been in the league that long, but one thing I started to realize about the NBA is they pay you more so of potential than your actual skill set. Forward center, and at the time, think about it. We had guys like Roy Hibbert, Shaq, um, a bunch of big men where you know they thought they could play some and he could play, but it just didn't work out that way. So, shout out to everybody in the building, man. Uh, that girl, Des, we about to play your comment, man. Appreciate the love and support, everybody. Share the show, follow us. Uh, phase one, we're here to stay. Hey, hey, y'all, what's going on? How we doing? How we feeling? And Kay, you're absolutely right. This generation is a bunch of keyboard warriors and, like, people who know they wouldn't say certain things to your face. But, you know, behind the screen, they want to pop off. Exactly, because I was always taught, if you can't say it in front of their face, don't type it. Pointless. Pointless. I'm not no tough guy. I'm not a rah-rah guy. If I'm not going to say something in your face, I'm not going to type it behind keyboard. If I know I can't fight you or beat you, I'm going to stay silent, and that's what Kwame should have done. But, you know, Mr. Detroit did make a valid point. They shouldn't have came for him because the man ain't playing almost. Last time he played was 2012. So, so that, that should have been but, dead. Okay. Okay, see, and see, that's the thing I disagree with Mr. Detroit, right? Um, well, half disagree. Um, the Genie Bus episode, I understand that uh, Matt Barnes shouldn't made that offhand comment because that's di- disrespectful. 
right? But with the Gilbert Arenas, Gilbert was, was just talking about his perspective. Like, you, you can't blame somebody for having their perspective that was close to the situation. Now, if Gilbert never would have played for the Wizards, but played for the Bulls and spoke on Jordan and the Wizards, then I would have been like, this motherfucker is wrong. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, you, you, you shouldn't have said anything. Um, I respected Gilbert's opinion because Gilbert got, got to the Wizards and actually performed. And even though he was overpaid, he, he was paid. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say Go ahead and say it. You know the net. Gilbert Arenas was overpaid. He I was. love Gilbert. And Gilbert was 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 very immature as a player, and he still is kind of immature. You, you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he he, he was a tad bit overpaid. But that's what we do in DC. Like, like we overpay our stars because we want them to stay. Because I mean, honestly, since we are the capital, but we we are not a big market. Um, we the way that that we sell to our players that we're like five hours away from New York, um, where where three three hours flight from. Um, my in Miami, you know what I'm saying? And we're on the East Coast. Like that's what we sell. And we'll give you a bu- bunch of money. Fuck with, with us. So all right. Mr. Detroit back. So I, I we gotta see what my, my guy Mr. Detroit gotta say. All right. DK we trust the wicked assassin. What's up? It's your boy motivation in the building. You already know what it is. All I gotta say, Nick's gonna win the win the East and they're gonna go against the Lakers. We already know what it is. I got the Mavericks to beat the Clippers in this series. We already saw what they did, what damage they did. Um, yeah, that, that's that's. I said what I said. That's it, and that's it. Everybody knows I'm the biggest Knicks fan on this app. I don't see the Knicks winning the East, but hey, if they do, you already know I'm with it. But. I'm watching Brooklyn play right now. They look a little lethargic right now. Is Boston's okay. beating them 18-10 right which, now? So, which which channel are, are, are they playing? Uh, ABC. It's it's a prime time. It's oh, a okay. national television game. So ABC. So, um, shout out to Mister Motivations in the yeah. building. He got my Knicks going into the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't see it, but hey, listen, if it happens, I'm with it. But let's talk about let's, let's talk about a couple of these games today, man. Right. That that first game, woo, bro. I was I had to go do ooh, lift, and I could I couldn't get up because that game was so exciting. Chris Middleton, you know, hit the game winner. Um, but one thing that we talked about on our last show was Milwaukee needing to hit the three point shot, and they did not do a good job today doing that. I think they were like five for thirty. Um, I'm just paraphrasing the stats, but they did not shoot the three at three at all, and you can tell that this was a very competitive game of Miami. So, what's your thoughts on that? And what do uh, Milwaukee need to do to play way better in game two? Well, Milwaukee just need to hit their shots. I I feel like uh, Mo and Milwaukee. I I feel like the Heat for Milwaukee is the ghost of the re- recent past, and they have to literally exercise that deep demon. And, and I feel like this game today was was the start. Even though that they won in overtime, it, it, it was the start to exercise 
that dig it. And they, it should keep on shooting. Fuck it. I mean, if you miss, you, you fucking miss. But um, maybe uh, one of the guys will catch a hot streak and they will be able to beat Miami. As far as Miami, they're, they, they, they are a bat- battle-tested. Um, the Eastern Conference champion of, of last, last year. So it's going to be a t- tough out. But like you said, here's the thing. Um, I, I got the, the the team stats in front of me right now, so I was actually close. Miami, Miami shot twenty for fifty. You don't lose the game shooting twenty threes, making twenty threes, and uh, Milwaukee was five for thirty one, sixteen percent, bro. Sixteen. That's not gonna win you a game in today's NBA. And I was talking to a couple guys when I was doing lift, and they were saying the same thing. Like in today's game, you need to be able to shoot the three. If Milwaukee plays like this moving forward. I gotta say I'm I, I gotta take my, my Miami in six because like a game like this if if we just look primarily at the stats Miami should have won this game I'm looking at the three point percentage Miami shot forty percent free throws they shot fifteen for nineteen Milwaukee shot twenty for thirty three that's seventy eight to sixty percent uh you know having Giannis is gonna you're gonna have the rebound advantage it was sixty four fifty one advantage Milwaukee. Um, but just looking at this, man, Milwaukee plays like this. They're in terrible, terrible, terrible shape to come out the Eastern Conference. And like I always say, I think Milwaukee is a very, very overrated team. I think Giannis is a very overrated player because his skill set is so limited. He doesn't shoot the ball well. He doesn't shoot the three at all. Him and Ben Simmons are probably the most frustrating players to watch, in my opinion, because you see the potential if they can just shoot a 15-foot jump shot. It'll open up the game for everybody else. But it was a point in the game where Drogic was guarding him at the three-point line and just backed off. It was like, go ahead and shoot it. Yeah, that's that's, uh, analytics one-on-one. Like, you know not to to really run up on them. You, You build that wall and make them beat you by the three. I don't know. I think Middleton is the reason why they really won this game today. But if Middleton doesn't, if Middleton didn't have the game that he had, this would, we would have been talking about a Miami blowout. Uh, we would have been talking yeah. about the repeat of how Miami is potentially going to win this series. Me personally, watching game one, I do think Miami has a, a punch, uh, not even a puncher shot. I think Miami has a legit shot of upsetting Milwaukee again this year. But we'll wait to see. So I know we talked a little bit about the Clippers game, uh, Mr. Motivations. But I know that's that's something that we talked about on on our last show as well. We both think that the Mavericks can upset the Clippers. Um, listening to this game on the radio today, seems like Paul George had a decent game. I'm about to pull up the stats, but this is exactly what you don't want if you're the Clippers. You don't want to lose home court advantage because now you got to go to Dallas and try to win one split split because Dallas did their job today. They won one, and if they go home and win two, you they're up three one. And that's a dangerous team with Luca and Porzingis. Porzingis played extremely And the Clippers, I mean, they they that's the team that also needs to shoot the ball well. Down the stretch, they didn't play well. Rondo had a really good game. Uh Luca had 31 points on eleven or twenty-four shooting. Um, looking at the team stats as well in this game. Um Mavericks shot fifty percent from the floor, shot forty seven percent from three. Like I said in the other game, you cannot shoot 
27%, less than 30% from the three and expect to win the game. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play this comment. I mean, Dallas should have beat him last year. Like, uh, Przingis hadn't went out. I think that's his name. I think, because you know Luka going to do his thing. Luka going to show up in the playoffs. Dallas is a better team than the Clippers, and they deserve to win this series. If everyone stays healthy, and I think they're going to get them. Like, that's why I picked them. Like, they're going to get the Clippers. The Clippers are not as good as everybody thinks. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I do think Dallas, and I think I was talking to PJ about this yesterday in the chat. I think Dallas has, Dallas has – you're good, you're good, bro. I think Dallas has a legit chance for the upset here. I'm looking at the numbers. Kawhi had 26. Paul George had 23. But then if you look at the rest of the roster, uh, Marcus Morris had four. Zubak had eight. Patrick Beverly had a decent 10. But two right had back. 11. Right Rondo back. had 11. Abaka had eight. And Reggie Jackson had two. Like, your bench has to do way better. Because if you look at the bench, on the other hand, a guy like Jalen Brunson came off the bench court 15. Luka had 31. Tim Hardaway had 21. Porzingis had 14. Like, you got to show up in the playoffs. This is not this is not the postseason where your bench is lethargic. And that's what the Clippers had prided themselves for a long time, having a deep bench. And I always said this, and I said this before, even when we started the show um, a couple months back when the season started, I said, in the playoffs, it's about who has the deeper bench because we know you have a decent five if you can make it to the postseason. Wait, could you see there? All right, so I think my guy Wicked is, is is gone for a little bit. So, you know, I think Mr. Motivations is still building. So, shout out to everybody tonight listening. Um, so, I'm watching this Brooklyn game right now. It's 18-16 Brooklyn. Kevin Durant is eight has eight points. He's two for four, four rebounds. Um, I do think this Brooklyn team is a very, very dangerous team. Um, with Kyrie Irving being uh, the primary ball handler and James Harden. So, you have two guys on the floor who can consistently have the ball and dribble the ball well. You have a guy like KD who, who can go off at any moment. Joe Harris can go off at any moment. Very dangerous team, but it's looking like Boston has a little fight as Robert Williams pins Kyrie shots off the blackboard. So shout-out to everybody listening. Like I said, Mr. Motivation back with another comment. You think it's because they're missing Lou Williams, they're missing Montez Trail, um, Tra- Montel Harris, ha- Trails, Harris, you know his last name. You think it's because of those pieces that they're missing? Um, didn't they? They lost one of the twin brothers, I think it was. Um, so they lost a lot of pieces, and I don't think they accounted for it. But the Clippers have showed up small in the playoffs. Like they just have. You go out and get a new coach. You get some new places. You get Rondo. Rondo's gonna be the killer. No, you're still the Clippers. You're still the same old Clippers. It's dull, dull. Oh, yeah, you do make a valid point. But like I said, like, quote me on this, and you'll see the two teams in the finals are going to be the two teams with the deepest bench. They're going to be the two teams. With, it's always If you pay attention to history, it's always the two teams with the deepest bench. But like you said, they did lose a guy, Luke Williams, who I didn't understand why they would give up. I like Rondo, but you got to find a way to keep both of them because you need more depth in your bench. Looking at their bench, it's a it's a horrible bench. Horrible bench. Mavericks couldn't fuck around and win this game, win this series in five games if the Clippers aren't careful. Because you have a guy like Porzingis who's a nightmare matchup on the other end. There's nobody on that end can, that can really defend him. And you just run pick and rolls all day with Luka and Porzingis. And then a guy like Tim Hardaway who can go off. 
that's a very dangerous team, man. A very dangerous team. But let's look ahead to tomorrow. We got some pretty good matchups tomorrow in the Eastern Conference. Um, we got the Sixers, the 76ers taking on the Washington Wizards, my guys' team, a 34-38 team who just made it into the postseason. That's going to be a fun game to watch. That's a 1 o'clock game on TNT. Um, the 3.30 game, we got the Lakers, everybody's favorite to come out the West versus the Suns, who I really like in this series because of the addition of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, uh, Aiton, and they also have the deep bench. So that's a team to watch out for, even though people in LA can uh, pull off the upset. So, yeah, um, I was just previewing some and some games. Huh? I've, I've, just, I've heard. Your Wizards playing the Sixers. Oh, you, I can't I, wait. I know you can't wait, but like, not talking as a fan, what do you think is going to happen to your Wizards um, in this in this playoff? Realistically, I, I think they're going to take two games. Um, I think just off sheer will of Bradley Bill and um, Westbrook. Um and Westbrook hates Embiid, so, <laughs> so oh yeah, I forgot about that little matchup. Yeah, <laughs> that little beef. So he's gonna channel that, right? But um, ultimately the six, Sixers are gonna go on top. I say six. Um, uh, if if the Wizards could steal a game, it could go seven, right? You you gonna hate me for this? I I, I see the Wizards getting swept. Swept? No, no, no. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not bad at that. Hey man, we had zero point six percent to make the playoffs, and we were the eight seed. Look. We won, all right. We fucking won. In my That's what I'm saying. The city, of, the city, the city of Washington won. So I'm not mad at that. I just don't see how they can slow and beat down. And I think that's gonna be the biggest X factor. They can't. I, I don't see them. I, I mean, they they can't. But like, if and B get his and nobody else get theirs, like who's gonna slow Westbrook down? Or what if? Uh, Bradley Beal's really star ma- making shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, w- we also got talent too. We 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 just don't have as much as the Sixers, but we have talent also. I mean, you're not wrong, but like I, I just got done talking to Mr. Motivation about it. That bench, the bench has to be deep, and the Sixers have the deeper bench, and the Sixers could come in and swap a whole nother five where. Washington is still an up and coming team that probably shouldn't have made the postseason, but made it because of the play in game. So, I mean, these young guys get postseason experience, which is a good lesson in its own because a lot of teams don't get the opportunity with young guys to get into the postseason. So, I'm happy for Washington to get in. I, I think this will only help, you know, if they get another star or another decent piece. This could be a dangerous team in the, in, in, in the future, but right now, it's not their time. And I think you know that. I think they know that. So hopefully they get a game and they don't get swept because I do like the first round to be a little longer. But somebody's going to get swept in this postseason, and I, I think it's going to be the Wizards, unfortunately. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so um, I, I want to talk the elef- uh, about the elephant in the room in, in, in this game. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see um, fans back, back, back in the – Back in the state stadium, it's giving me a little bit of life. I'm really liking it, and just hearing the noise instead of just shoe squeaking and them talking shit. 
instead of that fake noise. Well, yeah, the the fake noise <laughs> at the bubble. No, I, I do agree with you. I do think this. I, I I like seeing the home court, the actual home court, not the bubble. Even though the bubble was a, a good experience of its own, I do think they should probably do that like once every four years. Right. I think that was a nice little environment, and it, it was no home court advantage. Dang, Brooklyn yeah. is really slow, but um, yeah, I, I do like this. I mean, as more and more teams and more and more states has. Uh, capacity. I think this is gonna be. I think this is gonna be one of the greatest playoffs that we've is seen that probably in the last ten years. This is Jabari Parker. Jabari, yo, man, crazy, yo. Brooklyn is playing really slow. I, I think it's Russ, though. I think this is just them being off for a while. Yeah, that too. You know, because the 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 um the intensity of the schedule like slow down for him. And this is probably the first – they said that the big three only played nine times. Yes. So, this is like the ninth and time. And Harden is out. Yeah, Harden looked like he's checking back in right now. I just saw him at the scores table. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I, I, so Brooklyn I'm is 0 for 8, 2 in the 3, though. It's not it's, – it's not a sweat sweatsuit. I'm thinking that he he was just actually out, out. That yeah, was a better move. This with, looks like another game. Like, Brooklyn isn't shooting the three-point ball as well, and that's crazy because they have three guys who can shoot the ball well. Harding got their braids? Yeah, you know, he was growing, growing his hair in, in the in the bubble, and it just manifested to the braids. Y'all, oh, man, I, hey. I'm going to be mad if Boston wins this game tonight. Listen, listen, I am ecstatic. <laughs> to see Jabari Parker, I don't know. like. I'm, I'm like genuinely happy just to see him play. Like, yo, that's Jabari Parker on the playoff team, also. And he's getting he's getting quality minutes so far, so I'm not mad at him. It's somebody that should have had a really good career, but unfortunately, to injuries, back to our bus point. Um, you know, I wouldn't consider him a bus only because of the injuries. Yes. It's different if you're injured. Like if you injured, like a Brandon Roy, uh, uh what the Derrick Rose. Derrick, why wouldn't Derrick Rose is technically not a bust because he he won an MVP. No, he's not a bust. I'm I'm just saying he was just. Oh yeah, as far as the injuries, injuries. He was just playing. But you know, it's kind of like basketball. I mean, football in a sense. You know, team comes off that wild card win. And then the division team is right there. They ready. They rested up for two, three weeks, and then they come and smack them in the mouth. Now, granted, you got a sudden death scenario, but that's kind of what I feel like is going to happen when in these first rounds the, of these teams that came off that play-in. They're still hot. They're still fresh, you know. So they're going to be able to kind of put a little fire in those uh, teams that have been resting for wow. some time. Uh, unfortunately for them, they got more than one game. Um, but, yeah, definitely we see that in football all the time or the end, uh, NCAA, you know, the Cinderella story. And the team get a little momentum. They get excited. So the play-in kind of delayed things, and it helped and hurt some teams, put it like that. That's not good. That's not good. I mean, I don't see Boston sustaining this type of energy for four quarters. This is why I'm not worried. What's making me a little nervous is Brooklyn shooting 0 for 10 from three. Yeah, they're, they're, that's they're a little, very that's rusty. a little like, 
maybe it's just the also nerves. You, you know, it's your first time being a team and a play playoff, and you're just trying to, and you're like the favorite. So you're just trying. But this to is the thing: up. if you're the favorite, you have to show up because the one thing that I haven't really seen, and maybe I haven't really seen a lot of one eight games yet. I think those are the games that play are, are tomorrow. The one eight games are usually blowouts, like. Those are two teams that are really, really different. The one and eight see, like you can tell, like the AFC that barely made it, and maybe right. we'll see that with um, East uh, Washington. So we'll probably see with those. You are breaking up. games are really close. You are breaking up a little bit. Yeah, I just. My avatar just still, so I'm saying, yeah, as competitive as this game, but what will you see? We'll see. All right, man, I gotta get up out of here. So. All right, yo, all right, yo, thanks for uh, let, letting me rent and get 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 that off my chest about Kwame Brown and. Uh, the rest of the games. Um, I, I guess I'll see you Wednesday, and and we'll discuss the scores and the upcoming game games. Yeah, unless you got some time tomorrow, we could we could preview I do, some I, of the. I do have some time tomorrow. We can, All right, so we we'll... we can run it up again. All right, we'll we'll link up in the DMs and we'll schedule something out. Maybe we'll get All some right. more fans. We'll schedule something tonight and get some more fans in the building because we love the interaction with the fans. So, all right, everybody, we're signing out. Peace and love, everybody. Peace.